The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to She Talks Health with Sophie Shepard. Today's woman has a lot of questions about their health and lifestyle choices. But where can you get the right answers? The answer is here and the time is now. Here is your host, Sophie Shepard. Welcome back to She Talks Health. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, functional nutrition practitioner and women's menstrual health coach, coming to you on the Health and Wellness Channel for Voice America. Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. So hello, US, hello, Canada, hello, Japan, and a special shout out to Denmark for tuning in last week. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to go follow me on Instagram and Facebook at She Talks Health if you're looking for the latest in women's menstrual health and hormone health. So on to today's show, women all over the world are in some stage of lockdown, men and women for that, for that matter, and we, we've lost our jobs, people are dealing with homeschooling their children, um, you know, and experiencing just so many levels of stress. And we know that when we're stuck in this place of stress, our bodies can't reboot, they can't really repair and heal. And that prolonged activation of stress hormones really diminishes the immune system and pretty much every vital system in our body. I've personally seen an uptick in my DMs, texts, calls, emails from my community of women, all wondering why their PMS, their digestion, their sleep, their periods are all completely screwed up recently. And really the bottom line is stress. And, you know, and when we're not able to support our body's stress system, it does have a downstream effects on so many different systems. But luckily, there is a system in the body that we can kind of work on and hack, so to speak, to give our bodies a fighting chance during this crazy time and at all times when we're in, in stress. So today I've brought on to the show an incredible guest expert, a woman who combined her knowledge of nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create vibrant blue oils, Jody Cohen. Welcome to the She Talks Health radio show. Oh gosh, thank you so much for having me. That oh, was a great introduction. Spot on. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it's it's so my pleasure. I geeked out reading your book, Healing with Essential Oils. <laughs> I, I have it in front of me um, for anybody who um, wants a good read. I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I, we were just talking before we hopped on. I have like post-it notes and I've highlighted it all. And it's just, it's, it was such a great read and such a good accompaniment to, to your oils. And you know, we're going to definitely talk about stress probably a little bit later on, but I'd love to just hear from you a little bit more about your personal story because when I read it, I just felt so inspired because like me and like so many of us that get into functional nutrition and this line of work, you have an incredible personal story of, um, of your own health journey. Could you explain what was going on for you that led you to creating Vibrant Blue Oils? Yeah, I've come to hear a term wounded healer lately, and it's this idea of um, you kind of take on the worst possible situations in life, find your way through them, and then kind of come out of the flames carrying water for those who are still burning. And so um, my my first uh, health challenge, you know, that inspired this book was um, my, my now ex-husband, who I, I'm still close to, um, was bipolar and needed ultimately to be hospitalized. 
And prior to me realizing that he needed to be hospitalized, I had been killing myself trying to keep him safe and keep him alive. And our kids were five and seven at that point, and it was exhausting. But, you know, when you're in fight or flight, when someone might die, you can't quit. You just keep going, and you burn through your reserves. You deficit spend all of your energy. And so once he was finally hospitalized and I knew it wasn't my job to keep him safe, my adrenals collapsed. Um, you know, I was all of a sudden a single mom. My five-year-old was really, really super busy. You know, my seven-year-old super social. So they, you know, they're healthy, thank God. They were healthy at the time, but it was just exhausting. I would wake up, make them breakfast, pack their lunch, get them to school, and then come home and just face plant. And I had no energy to do anything, which is not sustainable and I um, had been practicing nutrition for long enough that I knew it was my adrenals. I was trying all of the remedies that normally worked and nothing seemed to help. And so one day friends of mine who owned a local supplement company showed up at my doorstep with a box of about 30 oils and they said, these are going to help you. And you know, desperate times call for desperate messages. I was like, all right, why not? But they didn't really tell me anything about oils, and my brain was so fried, I really didn't have, I could barely do laundry. I wasn't going to go online and do crazy research. So uh, I had been trained in um, muscle testing, uh, aromat aromatic res aromatic response testing, and I it worked really well for me in identifying remedies that were going to support my clients. And so I just tested the box to see if anything would support my adrenals, and I got a really positive response for five oils, which was then confusing to me because normally it's pretty obvious what supplement is the, the right remedy. And then I had this idea that I could combine them. So I made my first blend and put it on my adrenals on my low back and felt like myself again. It was equivalent to if you've ever, you know, kind of got caught out in the undertow in the ocean and all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, I might like die out here. Like it's hard to get back. And then you finally get to shore and you take that breath and you're like, I'm alive, I'm okay. And so that was how the company originally started. I just kept realizing, you know, I'd get the kids to bed and then I'd be wide awake, insomniac. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if something will help my pineal gland. And I had been uh, practicing yoga at that point for probably only about seven years, but I knew a lot about the vagus nerve. And so I realized, oh, I can use oils to stimulate the vagus nerve. And part of that is, um, you know, digestion is so compromised these days. It's really hard to get remedies to the right organs, especially to the brain, if they have to go through the digestive tract. But we know that the transdermal channel, like through our skin, right? We put hormone creams on our skin. We put nicotine patches. And then also the olfactory channel, nose cells are actually brain cells. So anything you smell goes directly into your brain. It was just a much more efficient channel to get remedies into your system. And once I started to feel better, all my friends were like, oh my goodness, what'd you do? Oh, I want to try it. And it worked on everyone. And so I just kind of kitchen table, you know, put it out there. I would write blogs when my kids were at school and fill orders when they went to bed. And that's really how it started. And it just started gaining momentum because it was such, it was such a different way of doing oils from what's commonly out there. And the practitioners were getting a lot of results. So they were referring it to people and then, you know, those people were passing it on. So that's really how it started. Wow, I, um, <laughs> you know, it's so, uh, the first thing you said was the wounded healer. Yeah. I, 
I'm still a little bit speechless because I also really resonate with this idea of the wounded healer. And when I was graduating from uh, FDN, my mentor said to me, you know, Sophie, I, I really think of you as this wounded healer. You've gone through kind of hell and back with your hormones, with your digestion, with so much, you know, emotional trauma, and you have healed. And now you are then paying it forward and supporting other people out of out of kind of the the dirt into the light or whatever. And, um, and this is something that I've been holding true and, and holding on to every day. So it was just kismet that you you said that. And I think a lot of people who are listening can probably just understand without even knowing all of the parts of the body, what you're talking about. Like I could barely do laundry, let alone, you know, go and do research. This is such a real thing for so many people, so many women, especially single moms. And right now, especially with having to homeschool on top of, you know, working. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, um, so, you know, the wounded healer, I think that life stair steps for you so that, you know, it's kind of like you really can't drink out of a fire hose. So after, after I solved that problem, um, I, I got to navigate a more challenging problem. Um, actually, 20 months ago yesterday, my 12-year-old was killed in a car accident. He, oh, my um, goodness. It was the week before school, and he and three of his friends were driving uh, to go whitewater rafting on the eastern side of the state, and they never made it there. He died um, on impact, and two of his friends died within months of injuries. One one boy actually is, is doing great, and we're, we love him. We're very close to him, but um, I would not wish that on anyone. And the whole time, you know, the early uh, months of shock were really, I kept thinking, because there's a part of me that's able to disassociate and go into my intellectual brain. And I think that really um, was how I navigated life, because it was, you know, Shakespeare has this great quote, life is a a comedy to those who think and a tragedy to, to those who feel. So it was way easier not to feel. But I kept noticing, because you, you can't help but feel that, oils um, were amazing. Like I felt uh, I was so well resourced to figure out how do I navigate this? How do I work through the grief and release, you know, the intensity of the emotions and also keep myself um, out of that fight or flight state. And what I kind of landed on, you know, and, and there, there was an aftermath because other boys died, there were legal things. There was a lot of external um, things that I really had zero control over. And if I, I learned pretty easy on that if I was reactive to every single thing, it was going to take me out. Like I had limited energy and I really had to be very thoughtful in how I allocated it. And so my number one takeaway was you have zero control over anything outside of you, but you can control your own response. And in that ability to control your own response is enormous power. And the way I explain it to people, I'm sure, you know, we all have that experience where we're driving and someone cuts us off and we were fine, like the sun is shining, we're in a good mood, we're not in a hurry, it doesn't matter. We think, oh, maybe they're in a hurry. And then the same exact situation can happen and four-letter words involuntarily fly out of your mouth. And the only difference, it's the exact same situation, the only variable is you. 
and how kind of grounded and centered you are and how resilient you are to external stressors. And so the more you can really keep yourself in a state of, um, of calm, it's, it's actually what's called your parasympathetic state of your nervous system. You know, your, your body's really intelligent, it's innate intelligence. It's designed to keep you alive. And so when there's any kind of threat, you know, and everyone always references the saber-toothed tiger that's chasing you, it could be a physical threat. It could be that you were gonna get mugged. It could be that you're driving and someone's changing lanes and doesn't see you. Or it could be an emotional threat. It could be that your marriage is in trouble and you're worried what might happen or you're concerned about other relationships or finances because when you start to think about a stress, it's called anticipatory stress, you know, and that, that kept you alive too, like, you know, navigating danger, noticing, gosh, this street looks really dark. Maybe I, you know, shouldn't walk down it. That, that kind of stuff, that kept you alive. So it triggers the same response in your body. And um, if you can, and then what, what's supposed to happen is there's danger, you escape, and then your body goes back into the state where it can heal because when there's danger, you prioritize survival. So you can't digest, you can't detoxify, your immune system turns off, your ability to really control the inflammation in your body turns off. You really, even like your ability to have a rational conversation, like your pupils, black part of your eyes get really big to allow you to focus and make that next best decision. Do I fight? Do I run? Do I play dead? But any big picture thinking, you know, like, let's talk about our relationship, honey. Look at their eyes. See if their pupils are dilated. If they are, they're not in the right gear to do that. So basically what, what I really want to share is that there's this ability to turn on your parasympathetic state by activating this vagus nerve that we can get into. And essential oils, I've tried, people say like, oh, this works for the parasympathetic state. I have to be honest, I have tried everything. I am the best human guinea pig. And for whatever reason, nothing is as easy as just putting, I don't know if this is video, but you know, it's a little drop right behind your earlobe on your mastery mm -hmm. film. I just did it before we got started. Yeah, I have two bottles of your parasympathetic super, super blend. Easy. So that's, you know, and there are obviously other ways that I'm happy to share that you can do this, but what I really want people to walk away with from our, our time together is it does, you have no control over the world outside of you, but you get to control how you respond. You get to go to a place where you feel calm, where you feel curious, and where you can all of a sudden, as opposed to feeling like a victim or like you have no power, you can realize you do have all these choices and that can really help and that keeps you feeling safe. It turns your immune system on, it turns your digestion on. And, um, you know, if God forbid you do get exposed to this uh, virus infection, whatever you want to call it, your immune system is going to be in a really good place. So it's going to be, you know, think about the three little pigs. You can make your house out of brick, straw or wood you know, the, the big bad wolf, it's the same force and same challenge, but if you're more resilient, if you're built out of bricks, when um, the virus hits you, it's gonna be a non-event. It'll be a, a three-day cold. Wow, yes, thank you so much for explaining all of that. And we're gonna just keep, keep talking about this. I wanna break this down a little bit for the listeners who, this might've been the first time you've ever heard the word parasympathetic or sympathetic and, it, what Jody is saying is is so spot on, and 
we have to look at this idea of resiliency. I mean, I remember when I, when I, it's interesting you talked about the victim mode, you know, I was in an emotionally abusive relationship, but I also, you know, opted into the victim mode. And that was like early, earlier on. And now I've learned how to build resiliency. I've learned how to activate the vagus nerve and drop into this parasympathetic state. It's still something that I work, work towards. I would say that I'm definitely more geared towards sympathetic dominance. Um, it's like you, you brush your teeth daily. It just becomes hygiene. It's, you know, right. a, a, yeah. I love that. It's a practice, right? Just like yeah. yoga. It's something you have to um, first know about and then work towards activating. Yeah. For, for, let's take one step back for, for folks who may not understand, because I really want to talk into the stress and how we can support our, our immune system and all of that through supporting the vagus nerve. When we talk about essential oils, could you just explain how how they work actually, the science behind that, how they, you know, cross the blood brain barrier and all of that first, because I think people might just not even understand that they think, oh, this is something that just smells nice. Yeah. <laughs> they don't understand how this actually can penetrate into the body. Could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, and taking it back even a step further. So we know that plants are medicine, you know, we know that herbal remedies are fantastic for um, basically our immune function and uh, reducing inflammation. And so essential oils are the highly concentrated essences of those plants. They're basically what keeps the plants healthy and what makes them work so well, but in a super, super concentrated form. And the other thing that's different about essential oils, it's they're very, very small molecules, so they can be airborne. So for example, um, there are certain bugs in Seattle that don't like peppermint. So I just put a little bit of peppermint in our pantry. And I, when I do that, I can smell the peppermint like literally on other floors of the house. The molecules are so volatile that they spring into the air and you can smell them everywhere. You know, and if you think about like olive oil or coconut oil, if you put your nose over the bottle, you can probably smell it, but it's not gonna have that kind of airborne quality. And what is really valuable about that, getting things into the brain is really hard. Like you cannot get chemo into the brain because the molecules are too big. The gatekeeper to the brain is called the blood-brain barrier. And it's very discerning what it lets through. You know, it lets through oxygen, obviously, nutrients, it lets out waste. But it has to be a certain kind of chemical kind to have be the right key to unlock that door. And that is super, super small molecules that are fat-soluble. In other words, essential oils. Um, and there are some liposomal remedies that people make that also give the um, remedy access to the brain. But that's that's one reason it works really well. Another reason, you know, your skin is a barrier, but it's not, you know, it's not really like a concrete wall. It's more like a picket fence. And, you know, there, there are spots that it's really easy to get into the bloodstream. Like, you know, we know that people put things on their wrist. They put perfume on their wrist. They put oils on their wrist or behind their ears. That's because you can actually look at the wrist and see the veins, right? That's where there is a lot of blood flow, a lot of heat. And so just putting something on your skin, it gets into your blood really, really quickly. And that's why, you know, anything that gets into your blood, like that's ultimately to go through the digestive channel, you know, you have to go through the gut and then um, the intestines, and then it gets into the blood. This is like a much easier channel. It's, it's like the efficient route, not the scenic route. 
And just to pause on that part for anyone who's listening, Jody mentioned this earlier, digestion has been so compromised for most people. And what you have to think, think about is that it's not just what you ingest, but how much you can absorb. So what she's saying is really true is that using essential oils bypasses that whole system. So if you do have compromised digestion, of course, we want you to get to the root of that and, and, and support that too. And, and, uh, vibrant blue oils has oils to support you in that way as well. But this is just like a fast track. And if you are in that place where you, you do need that support kind of desperately, this is a great way to get results quickly alongside, I believe, you know, kind of a, a whole practice, but I, I interrupted, but I just wanted to really emphasize no, no, that's, that that's digestion a good part. Point. Right, right, right. And, um, and that, that also brings up, I feel for, I don't believe there is one magic bullet, right? It's kind of like the basketball team or the football team. The quarterback alone is not going to win the game. You need the entire team and they all play different roles. I think that essential oils can be a really powerful tool for healing in combination with other things. For example, if you're celiac, you know, and you're eating pizza, it's going to be hard to heal. You're going to need to make some dietary changes. You know, if you're really deficient in certain supplements, you're going to need to supplement there. But oils are a great way, and especially for people who've gotten to the point where um, they're so, so, so sensitive to everything, oils and and any kind of um, plant medicine or or herbal remedy is really gentle. And it's interesting. They also, um, there's a lot of research that plants turn on like the good flora in the gut and they help activate the vagus nerve. So um, they, they, they're gentle and they do a lot of positive things. Wow, that's incredible. I didn't actually know that about the turning on the good flora in the gut. That's something that we probably could all benefit from. Yeah, I I actually just, the idea of opportunistic um, bacteria, this is actually why stress, okay, so the two reasons that stress turns off your immune system, reason one is it puts you in that sympathetic fight or flight state when you need to be in the parasympathetic to have the immune system on. Reason two is that you have these opportunistic bacteria in your gut, which means that when there is a good balance, a good balance of healthy flora keeps kind of the um, the bad guys in check, right? But if they sense vulnerability, like they're looking for those stress chemicals. When we're feeling stress, we secrete uh, cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine. And so when they sense that in the system, they're like, ooh, vulnerability. It's kind of like, you know, mom and dad went out of town, we can have a party. It's that they seize that opportunity and they grow really quickly and release all these toxins. And so that's why you hear, you know, Epstein-Barr can live dormant in your system all the time. And suddenly you go through a big divorce or a big event where you're grieving and it turns on or, you know, the herpes virus flares when you're in stress. There are all these situations where we see the anecdotal correlation between a stressful event occurred and suddenly they go, you know, they're, autoimmunity flares or whatever it is, it's because of these opportunistic um, bacteria in the gut. So the more you can keep um, the good flora flourishing in the gut, the more they kind of serve slightly as bodyguards to keep the other things from overgrowing and prevailing. 
Absolutely. And it's it's totally the, this this prolific growth of opportunistic bacteria. And, you know, there's this this term that most people are getting familiar with now, which is leaky gut. And, you know, this kind of goes hand in hand with the opportunistic bacteria. And when we talk about digestive function um, and how it relates to stress, you know, in addition to turning on this kind of bad bacteria that Jody mentioned, stress really erodes the lining of the small intestine in a way that allows this bacteria to kind of get in through the bloodstream and create this uh, inflammatory response that can go on um, kind of wreak havoc. I always think of it as um, like the the um, like the Hulk. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of you won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, and, he, and, and it's kind of going around and, and causing this growth and this um, immune response. And when this goes left unchecked for a long time, this is what can turn on. Um, we know it's a factor in turning in on things like autoimmunity. And you know that was certainly one of my experiences with all of this was the stress that I was under causing some, you know, leaky gut, there's some other factors as well. And this opportunistic bacteria that was growing, and then kind of leading that into a full hormone and autoimmune breakdown. So don't you love it when they're like, Oh, stress is the problem, just relax, you know, and for all the stay at home moms out there or or working moms who are now at home, that used to make me crazy because it was like, all right, so I'm supposed to go to the spa and meditate all day and the laundry still needs to be done. The shopping still needs to be done. I still need to cook the meals. I still need to help with homework. It's not like I can go be Zen and everything else gets done for me. And so that was almost more like, Oh my God, I need to do all these things and I need to find time to like not stress. How am I going to do that? You know, it became stressful. But the good news is there, there are really easy things that you can do that are not stressful. Absolutely. I love that you just mentioned that. And we're about to go to break, but we'll talk about that when we get back because there are some simple things that we can do. I find it infuriating when people just say, oh, you know, just smile more or I don't know, just, yeah, just, you know, just be be joyous. You know, it's like, well, what does that even mean? How can I get out of this place? You're, you're just giving me another thing on my to-do list and I'm already busy enough and I'm exhausted and I have all these things I have to worry about. And I, you know, I'm just not in a place where I can really understand that. So when we, when we do get back from break, I'd love to kind of go through some of the things that you do. In yeah. Addition- and we can also unpack, I mean, one of the, uh, if you think about having like too many tabs open on your device, that drains the battery in the background. Like yeah. there are, most of us, including me, it's really hard to move through anger and fear and sadness and all these emotions. So we just stuff them and they become all this background noise. But I have some strategies for kind of, it's, it's a little bit like if you ever get the soda bottle and it's going to explode. So you like gently kind of release pressure. And sure. so when you ultimately open it, it doesn't explode. I, I have some strategies to help people gently release the background noise and the stress so that they, um, it's just easier to move through things. I think this is crucial too. I I was uh, messaging with one of my clients last night who unfortunately um, was dealing with some health issues and she mentioned an emotional response of, of embarrassment. And I said to her, you know, while we work on the physical stuff, I invite you also to let out the the frustration and the anger um, around yeah. this and the emotional component because otherwise we stuff it down and that can create its own issues physically. So when we come back from the break, um, let's dive into how your strategies around this yeah. and also keep going into how stress affects the body and what we can how we can leverage oils to really relieve this. And uh, before we go into break, if if anyone's been resonating with this episode so far, please make sure to go and give us 
us a five-star review or share it with your friends. This just allows more women um, and men and children to hear this information, this valuable stuff. And right now, you know, we're under so much stress. So please go ahead and um, give us five stars or share it. And when we come back, Jody Cohn and I are going to keep going into this amazing topic of how we can support our body through stressful times. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Sophie Shepard is a functional nutrition practitioner and founder of She. Sophie helps busy women all over the world go from hormonal chaos to optimal hormonal alignment so they can live their lives fully without being held back by their bodies. Using the power of functional lab testing combined with life-changing mindset shifts and integrating the entire body's system. If the only thing holding you back is your health, it's time to stop letting hormonal chaos run your world. Book your health discovery call today by going to SheTalksHealth.com. Are you done medicating and guessing your way through the exhaustion, pain, and irritability caused by hormonal and digestive health issues? Sophie Shepard, founder of She, will help you go from symptom-ridden and confused to finally having clarity about how your hormones work and confidence in your health strategy in just 10 days. If you are ready to stop living with no energy, brain fog, anxiety, digestive issues, and painful periods, then check out the 10-Day Digestive and Hormone Reboot at SheTalksHealth.com. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Voice AM Health. That's at Voice AM Health. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to she talks health if you have a question or comment about the show send an email to sophie at she-nyc.com that's sophie at she-nyc.com now back to she talks health Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Before the break, we were chatting with Jody Cohen, founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, who's also a best-selling author, I should mention, and an award-winning journalist, and also a functional practitioner like me, all about her personal health story, getting involved in the creation of this amazing essential oils company. We also discussed what essential oils are, how they work, and how they can play a role in lots of different systems in the body. We talked briefly about stress and all the stress that we're under right now. And now we're going to go into kind of the details behind how this really works and what we can do about it practically. So Jody, with right now the pandemic still raging on, people are stressed to the max. What do you feel is the best way to stay calm when our world just seems to be turned upside down? Yeah, if you think about the body as like a computer, the main part of our operating system that signals the safety response, you know, whether and in order to really be calm, we have to feel safe. Otherwise, it doesn't benefit us. Our body's not going to go along, you know. It knows, well, no, there's danger. I, I can't let down my guard. I can't calm down. So 
there's a primary nerve in our body. It's called the vagus nerve. It sounds like Las Vegas, but it's spelled <laughs> V-A-G-U-S. And it begins at the very back of the head on the brainstem and winds around on both sides behind your earlobe. If you go ahead and feel behind your earlobe, you could feel that bone. That's actually where it's the most accessible to the surface. And then it goes through your face, it innervates your face, your lungs, your heart, your stomach, all of your organs of digestion and detoxification, your sexual organs. And it's really the information highway from your brain to your body. And what that means is it's the way that your brain sends signals to your body and your body sends signals to your brain. Like if you think about kind of uh, most of your immune system, 80% of your immune system lives in the gut. And here's why. Because, you know, we've got our skin barrier, but there's a lot of dead skin on the skin barrier. It's not really a sensing, feeling organ, whereas your gut is. And everything that comes into your body, you know, we're being told to wear masks because it's really, you know, the mouth, the nose, the eyes, the ears to some extent, where um, anything external can get into the body. And all of those drain into our gut. And so then our gut is kind of sensing and detecting, oh, okay, this is what's happening. And if there's something that really shouldn't be there, it starts an immune response. And it does this by signaling through the vagus nerve to the brain, you know, all right, we better initiate an immune response here. And so what happens is this vagus nerve is also in charge of our safety response, our we call it the sympathetic state of the nervous system. And what happens when there's an emergency is that your body mobilizes either to fight or to flee or um, to freeze. And what that means is that your heart starts beating faster, right? So that blood can be pumped. It's hard to get blood into your musculature and your arms and your legs so that you can either run or flee. Your breathing gets more labored and intense. Um, you know, your eyes get really wide and everything that's kind of not critical to surviving in that very moment gets shut down. And then the danger passes and it's almost like think of a railroad track where you're kind of in one gear, you switch to the other track and all of a sudden blood is routed back to your digestive organs and your detoxification organs and blood means energy, right? It's carrying sugar or ketones that fuel you. It's carrying oxygen. You need blood flow to really get optimal function. And so when you're in that stressed out state, you cannot feel calm. There, you're, there are too many dangers. You know, it's like being a mother of a toddler at a pool. He's running around. You're constantly on suicide watch, like catching him so he doesn't drown, right? I and love that analogy. <laughs> you can't function like that. You really need to, like, go put him in his playpen and have a margarita or something, right? Absolutely. So, the way you do that, your vagus nerve is the on-off switch between these two states. And there's this, um, there's a lot of research into this term of vagus nerve stimulation. And what they have found is that when you stimulate your vagus nerve, you stimulate this parasympathetic safety response. And they have all sorts of devices, things that are a little bit like pacemakers that get surgically implanted, and those have been approved to treat depression and epilepsy. There are lots of ways that you can stimulate your vagus nerve. Anything that you do that um, stimulates any of the organs that the vagus nerve winds through, like really deep diaphragmatic breathing, 
the whole point with that, you want to make your exhale longer, twice as long as your inhale is an easy way to do that. Um, they recommend splashing your face with freezing water, you know, your own personal ice bucket challenge. Um, mm -hmm. You can use a tongue depressor to gag yourself. Um, there's like a $500 device that I actually tried. It's called the Modius that you can put on. I didn't love it. It made me feel really nauseous. Or yeah. you can just use essential oils, like a stimulatory blend of essential oils. Mine is clove and lime. Um, and you just put it behind your earlobe on the mastoid bone. And it's basically like it stimulates the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve switches into the parasympathetic state. Your body gets the signal like danger averted. You're good. You know, you can calm down. You can now digest your food. You can turn back on your immune function, your detox function. It's, it's safe to come out of the woods, right? And so when you're in that place of safety, like I don't know if you've ever had this experience when you feel overwhelmed or you feel powerless or you feel like a victim, it's so, it's like everything is too much and, and you can't step into it. But when you're able to really calm your nervous system, it's almost like you're looking at the world from a different perspective. Like I, I um, you know, waving through the window from Evan Hansen, I sometimes visualize it like I'm looking, I'm through a glass pane window and I'm able to observe the problem from outside of myself. So I'm not as emotional, I'm more discerning. And when you can really clearly view what's going on, then you can start to come up with options. Like even now, you know, um, I'm at home, I have a child at home, you know, who has needs. I have all these things that are going on. I can't go do my exercise routine, but you can start to list out, well, you know, there seem to be a lot of yoga options online. I can, I like hot yoga. I can use my red lighters to make it hot. You know, you, you can just, all of a sudden, all these solutions become possible. And once you feel empowered again, it, it's, a, it's a lot better. You don't feel a, a second victim. All of a sudden, you you can take responsibility. You can make choices. Your choices might not be as, as broad as they were, you know, before 2020 started, but you still have choices. I love your explanation of, of the vagus nerve and this on and off switch and how important it is to be in this parasympathetic rest and digest state and that it really isn't as challenging as we all might think or some crazy things that we have to do that are going to take so much time. I mean, so ever since I've known about Vibrant Blue Oils, I keep a bottle of your parasympathetic blend next to my workstation. So if you're at home and you're working and, you know, you're getting triggered by tons of calls or emails and things like that, you know, that's also a time where you could put an oil like this on your body. And I always refer back to the breath that you that you said where you want to focus on that exhale longer being two times as long as the inhale. So, you know, one thing you can do is if you're finding that, you know, you're kind of eating your meals in front of a computer and you're stressed out and then all of a sudden you're bloated or having acid reflux, those types of things, you can literally take a few moments before you eat, put this oil on or take a few deep breaths like that and it can it can really support your body in that digestion place, you know, as well as just kind of calming the whole system down. So these are these are really practical. Or, or if you're quarantining with family members that you love, but you're not used to seeing 24-7 and <laughs> you feel, you know, 
sometimes kids pick fights. It happens. And uh, I, there was a great, great quote. You can't have a tug of war if you don't pick up the rope, right? So your kid comes in, they're having a bad day, they miss being social, whatever. And so they start to pick a fight. And I can guarantee you, if you can put a drop of parasympathetic on and take a breath, and instead of picking up the rope and leaning into the fight, just say something like, that sounds rough. Gosh, I'm sorry. Just be validating and compassionate as opposed to trying to fix it or, you know, can't you see I'm on a phone call? You know, it just, if, if you don't pick up the rope, like quarantine goes a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah, wonderful point there. And I've been seeing this a lot with, you know, the, even the family that I'm uh, quarantined with and my partner and him being in this kind of fight or flight place for many weeks um, yeah. until he kind of could get through to the other side. And we actually use some of your oils to support him in that transition. And, you know, it's it's great to be reminded that this is something that people can, can just buy and put on their body. So is there yeah. anything else that you would say people can do to activate yeah. the vagus nerve and stay calm? Um, yes, the one one thing is you can use your um, tongue like a paintbrush and paint the roof of your mouth. Mm. There's a technique called um, tapping that you can uh, find online, EFT, emotional freedom technique, where you um, there are kind of energy points in your body and you can just use your fingers to tap on those. The other thing that, that I wanted to say is that, you know, when we're kind of stuck inside, um, so many of us don't know how to feel our pain, like the example you used of your uh, client who felt shame about things. And so many of us, the, sometimes when you don't know what to do, you do nothing, right? And so we push things down. We might numb our feelings with um, food or alcohol or drugs or over-exercising or being so busy that we don't have any time to feel. Uh, I'm certainly guilty of that. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we're trapped inside, and we're not so busy. And all of these feelings come up, and we don't know what to do with them. It's way too much. And I just want to suggest that um, oils are a really good way to move through them. You know, there's this idea that water is good for you, but you can't drink it from a fire hose. It's too much. You have to kind of chunk it and find little doses and little ways to to release the pressure so that you don't explode you know it's it's almost like a very strategic way of uh you know i we talked about how i had this book due and it was 16 chapters and i had a pretty truncated amount of time to write it in and so i reverse engineered okay i have this many chapters to do I have, you know, eight weeks, so if I do two chapters a week, I can make it. If you think about it strategically, you know, I, I'm i 51 years old. I have all these years of, you know, repressed things that are coming up. So every day, I'm just going to take um, a little bit of time. And one of the things that's really interesting, a really easy way to activate your vagus nerve is gratitude. Because when you're in gratitude, you're not able to be in fear. It's almost like your brain can't multitask. And it doesn't need to be complicated. You don't need to have big things that you're grateful for. You could be grateful that the sun is shining. You could be grateful that, um, you know, your, your dog didn't need a really long walk so that you could make it back for your meeting. You could just be grateful that your kids are getting along. It can be really easy things, but Everyone that I, I, I like to observe trends, and one of the trends that I've noticed is that the people that I think are really healthy and that really seem to kind of keep um, 
you know, any autoimmunity and things like that in remission are ones that have, they all have a daily gratitude practice. Most of them do it in the morning where they just kind of really focus on, you know, what makes you grateful and they start their day that way. Um, Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook, I think she wrote option B, but she talked about, you know, when you are tucking your children in at night, if you can talk to them about what they were most grateful for that day and then they go to bed in gratitude. I just think that's, it's such an easy, it's free, you know, it doesn't take very long, but if you just start to make that a daily habit, it really boosts your, um, you know, your happy hormones and things that will keep you healthy. I love that option. And that's something I do as well. I found a gratitude practice last year when I was really trying to grow and scale my business. And I was in my head a lot and getting frustrated a lot. One of my mentors uh, sent me a book. Um, I think, I think it was the same author as the secret. I can't remember the name of the book now. It'll come to me. Um, But it it was really powerful because it was, I think, 20 days or 28 days of a gratitude practice. And she would have you do different. Is it Redmond or Redfield? Maybe. I'll uh, I'll have to figure it out and put it in the notes. Um, But it was great because every day was a little bit different. And what it did was it trained me in doing something for myself every day around gratitude. And the two things that I keep to this day are creating a list of about 10 things that I'm grateful for. And it can be simple things, you guys. It can be things like, I'm grateful that the sun shined today. I'm grateful that I, you know, uh, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for, you know, my family or things like that. Um, and then at the end of the day, my partner and I hold a rock, which was one of her um, her suggestions. And we, um, it's kind of like a stone of gratitude. And we think about what was the, mo- the, the most, the thing we're most grateful for in the day. And we just end our day like that. And that is, um, that's been a powerful shift. And so the more of these little chunk size things you can do, it doesn't have to be, you know, 40 minutes of meditation. You know, most, most women don't have time for that. So God, no, no, I know. (laughs) And and meditation can be walking. I mean, um, it's interesting when my son died, one of my dear friends said to me, all you need to do is eat, sleep and move, which was really, manageable. And one of the things I find, you know, I work with a lot of really chronically ill people, they're so overwhelmed. If you give them like tons of, it's just, it becomes stressful. Like, oh my God, what supplement do I take at the right time? And you don't want that. You don't want to add to their stress. So eating, you know, using the parasympathetic blend or doing some kind of breathing exercise, really kind of settling into your body and intentionally focusing on eating and digesting your food I, when my kids were little, I went through a phase where I was cooking everything, you know, all the nutrient-dense whole food, and it took so much time, money, and energy. And then I'd literally have them wolf it down so that we could make it to soccer practice on time. <laughs> so, you know, on one hand, I'm putting this big investment into this food, but we're not eating in the parasympathetic state. Um, sleeping, you know, if you do nothing but get a good night rest that's really important to your immune system in fact there's a lot of research your sleep hormone is melatonin that if you're high and melatonin is is really good for the immune system and for detoxifying and toxins take um the immune system has to go after toxins as well like heavy metals and so that's just keeping you know low level infections and problems going so if you're able to sleep and detoxify and have optimal levels of melatonin that's that one thing alone is going to be the best thing you can do for your body. So really agree. Making sure you get restful sleep, 
And then moving is so helpful because it moves your lymph and it moves oxygen. And, you know, even if it's just going outside and, and even going outside, there's this way that you can, um, it's called grounding or earthing and people make it very complicated, but <laughs> all you're really doing is just kind of feeling safe and, and stable, you know, and, and okay. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. And let's just go back one step because I think we could talk a little bit more about sleep. A lot of people are messaging me that they're not sleeping. Yeah. All of my clients started, you know, right when all this kind of the press was crazy about the pandemic, I got a lot of messages around sleep. And I know that you have some oils that are also supportive for sleep and you were mentioning melatonin. I know a lot of people think we can just supplement with melatonin. And one important thing to note around melatonin is there is some evidence that shows if you do supplement with it long-term that your body is going to suppress its own natural um, release of melatonin. But there is an oil that I believe you have that supports the decalcification of the pineal gland. And that's where you are going to be um, secreting your melatonin for the evening. So could you talk a little bit about that and maybe also some other strategies that you've seen yeah. useful around sleep? Yeah. And I think so. One of the things that's interesting is most people just try to tranquilize themselves for sleep. And if you have mild sleep issues, that's not a problem. Like lavender can be really good. Um, I really like to take Epsom salt baths before bed, especially for my kids. Like um, my son who passed away was, he was pretty nonstop and Epsom salt baths would really kind of calm his nervous system. So the recipe is two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, and then a couple drops of I use lavender. Um, there's also a blend for the uh, immune system that I sometimes put in there. But one tip is I literally just pour the Epsom salt and the baking soda in the tub. And then I add the lavender and stir it in before I add the water because oil and water doesn't mix. And so you want it kind of attached to the salt before you put the water in. That's a great tip. I've never heard that before. Oh, thank you. But what I was going to say is that sleep can be, there, there are four main underlying issues that disrupt your sleep. So the first one that you're probably talking about, the sleep hormone melatonin has an antagonistic relationship with the stress hormone cortisol, which makes sense, right? Because if you're in danger, you don't want to fall asleep because then you'll die. So if you think of it like a teeter-totter, you know, when um, cortisol is high, it forces melatonin low. And so, and this can cause nighttime anxiety, like you're fine during the day and then at night, oh my God, you're thinking about, you have like your list going in your head and you're mm -hmm. thinking about all the things you have to do the next day and what you forgot. And so your stress, your anticipatory stress is really high, which means your cortisol levels are really high, which means your melatonin level is down. So what I found, the um, it's the pineal gland, which is in the exact center of your brain, which releases melatonin. And it's in the exact center of your brain between your eyes because it's light triggered. So any kind of artificial light from your computer or your device or even your fluorescent lights can really kind of throw out that censoring. So the more you can kind of restrict your light at night um, and really keep your bedroom to be a sleep sanctuary, but what you also can do is use essential oils. I have a blend called Circadian Rhythm that I kind of apply four places around the head. It's just right between the eyebrows above the nose, the very top of the head, and then above your ears on your skin, on your head. People get very worried that it might get in your hair. It really doesn't. And then the back of your head. And what that does is it triggers your pineal gland to 
release melatonin. You know, there are a lot of um, this perfect storm of chemicals that can kind of compromise pineal gland function, and that's uh, glyphosate, Roundup Ready, uh, in combination with aluminum, you know, which they, um, these chemtrails that they're spraying have nanoparticles of aluminum. It's also in things like uh, baking sodas and your antiperspirant. The more you can avoid aluminum, that's great. And then the fluoride in your water. And um, what's interesting is that all of these things, like they test them independently. Oh, no, 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 they're fine. But if you ever do, uh, if you're a kid that does the science experiment where they mix the Mentos and the Coke and then it explodes, yeah. the combination of those three things are not great. But essential oils can help decalcify and move that out of the pineal gland. And so then it's much easier to fall asleep. I know we're short on time, so I'll just say the other three things that can happen if you wake up around 1 a.m. and you're super wide awake, that's a blood sugar wake up. So anything you can do to support your pancreas, which helps move the sugar out of the blood and into the cells is great. We have an oil for that. If you wake up around three and you might have to go to the bathroom and you're a little groggy, that's a detox wake up, liver gallbladder. We have oils for that. Or you can use castor oil um, on your liver and gallbladder and that helps move things. And then sometimes you might have a hormonal wake up. Like if you're having a hot flash, rose geranium is really great. It helps to kind of calm the hot flashes. Thanks for speeding through that. I know that there's a lot more to it. You go into detail in your book, Healing with Essential Oils. And if anyone is struggling with sleep, um, in addition to these amazing resources that Jody just went through, go and check out. There's an episode, I think three episodes ago, where I interviewed Devin Burke, who's a sleep guru. And he talks a lot about all sorts of things you can do for your sleep. But I will also say that clinically, I've seen exactly what Jody is talking about, all these four different types of why people aren't sleeping. And that kind of goes into what is so amazing and to wrap up what is so amazing about vibrant blue oils is that she has created a company that looks at the functional level of these organ systems so it's not just i'm going to smell some lavender oil because it, it's it's kind of relaxing it's how can i support the the organ or the gland that's at the root of why i might be having this dysfunction so thank you so much for all these incredible insights it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show um, i know you have a gift giveaway i think it's the parasympathetic Toolkit, okay. yes, which will give them a better sense of, you know, just some questions to notice if themselves or their loved ones might not be in that safety parasympathetic state, and then just helping them to, you know, kind of reset their resilience and, and support their loved ones in doing that so that their immune systems stay strong. Wonderful. And where do people find your oils? If someone wanted to buy oils or, or buy your book, and I know you have a new book coming out, where do, where do people kind of find all that information? Yeah, my website is Vibrant Blue Oils, V-I-B-R-A-N-T, blue like the color, oils. Um, and if you email us, if you have questions, send us an email at info at vibrantblueoils.com and we try to answer everything within 24 hours. I love that. And for anyone who wants that toolkit, it is in the notes from today. So you'll be able to access that. Um, it was such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for, for coming on. And um, for, for those of you that found this interesting, next week we're going to have another incredible um, person come on. Sean Miner is going to be talking about how self-love is not just bubble baths and what we can really do to investigate self love for ourselves, even during a time like this where there's probably a lack of it. And uh, I just want to remind you guys to go check out Jody's uh, website, vibrantblueoils.com. And if you are a woman that is dealing with menstrual cycle issues or digestion, I work with people one-on-one -on -one and in group programs. And my website is she talks health 
www.thisisbusinessbeat.com. So you can check that out there. Um, if you have any questions about today's show, please shoot either of us an email and we'll be happy to get back to you and serve you in, in the best way that we can. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us this week for She Talks Health. Please join Sophie Shepard again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time for another episode of our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week.